Welcome to Breaking Dads. I'm James. And I'm Jeff. The following podcast contains scenes of graphic sex and violence. Viewer discretion is advised. All right, this week it's not going to be that graphic. Don't worry. I'm a little worried about what you're going to do to me here. No, that was. I just had to give. We had to give the TV lead in. Oh right, yes. Because <laughs> as as with TV, this won't have any nudity. No, no, no. We're going to say we it. can guarantee no nudity on this <laughs> audio podcast. Exactly. See, is, how is it okay if I take my? It's hot in here, Jeff. Well, you don't, don't normally have a shirt on, it's so true. we could be. I mean, you're already not wearing pants, oh, so you might as well. Now that we've everyone's run away, it's the mental image alone. Come back, come back. Yes. So today we're talking about sex and violence and all the horrible stuff. Media. How young is too young? I feel like that would be the. Uh, no, that's something else. I know that's a different. That's a horrible. <laughs> It's it's a uh, age appropriate media, I guess, would be the uh, that's a good way the catch all yeah. of what we're going to talk about here. I think so. Yeah, when it's a conversation we have often. Yes, because you and I have uh, different views on. I think we do on the relationship. What? How much violence is too much violence in to watch? I mean, yeah. We both agree on the sex side. I think that none is a good amount yeah, for children to watch. Like we're amount. we're very clear on that There's one. A good line. Um, so we'll probably focus more on violence because that's yeah. where our division is slightly i think think so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because you have a you're 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 you really screen what your kids watch i do um as my five-year-olds in the other room yes watching actually it's funny is that they have a screen themselves in a way Mm -hmm. um they very much know what they can and can't watch and they stick to it pretty Mm -hmm. solid like you you they'll change the thing you can hear them change the netflix but they'll go and watch another thing they know they're allowed to watch right and it's not that we're we've been totalitarian about it but mm-hmm. they feel like we've def- set the safe zone and they're like oh we're comfortable we're happy in this bubble and you know like netflix there's a billion things within that safe yeah, bubble exactly. it's not yeah my daughter the word, most damage that's being done right now is peewee's playhouse yes. that she's obsessed with but that's more of a manicness than a yeah she's learned something. My wife was like, oh, did you... I think she learned that from Pee-wee's Playhouse. And it was something bizarre she learned. So apparently there's educational value. But there's some violence in Pee-wee's Playhouse. It's pretty mild. Yes, it's slapsticky. Yeah, it's very slapsticky. Uh, Slapstick violence doesn't bother me. Um, So Three Stooges you'd be okay with? No, yeah, totally. My kid watched the Three Stooges years ago. And and because it was... we Again, we talked about that it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And he even said it's absurdist violence. Um. I think it's the just movie, like we can make violence look too real now. Yeah. I, realistic violence is a definite no for me. Uh, I'm, I, but I'm much more lenient in fantasy settings. Right. Like, uh, like my kids watch a ton of superhero stuff huh. and even, uh, you know, like the, the DC animated stuff that's, and all the Marvel movies, which are, they're geared towards adults. Yeah. You know? Uh, and there's violence in them, but it's, uh, because I feel like my children have a very good distinction between fantasy and reality. Right. And they understand superheroes are not and cannot be real as much as yeah. they would like superpowers. They also understand it ain't going to happen. Right. <laughs> if you get irradiated, you don't get uh, spider powers, you get cancer. Yeah. They understand that. <laughs> now, do they role play, uh, outside of. Like, are your kids LARPing in the, in the, uh, the not LARPing, playroom? but they'll, they'll be like, uh, like they have, you know, like, 
Uh, whenever they eat a ring pop, mm-hmm. they keep the ring as a Green Lantern power ring because, of course, they come in red and black right. and green. <laughs> all this. So so they'll put on the different rings and have the powers. But they and, don't get out of control. Or uh, anything. Well, uh, now now they wrestle. We have three Which boys, is, right? Like, yeah. And my brother and I did, although we probably grew up in maybe the most violent TV time, uh, you know, the 80s. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It was all violence-based TV. It was, yeah, pretty <laughs> we were, much. Yeah. It was ridiculously fake, though. Yes. But, yeah, still, it was very much... You guys were uh, So, the question wrestling. is, did, did we wrestle because of that? But, I mean, you see, you know, two bear cubs out in the woods, they wrestle, and puppies wrestle, and kittens wrestle, and, like, you know... Yeah. And humans wrestle. It's, it's what we do. Yeah. That's true. And you can really only really wrestle with your brothers when you're young, because uh, I know, like, there became a point when my brother and I's life when we had to stop because furniture was at risk. Well, that's you're yeah. Really, you, when you're doing a superhero drop kick off yeah. the top, you've climbed up the the wardrobe. But I but I miss it, mm. you know, because there's very few times in life that you can you can be that physical and not get arrested. <laughs> and I wasn't out to hurt my brother. He wasn't out to hurt me. Right. You know, it's it's like you know more Greco-Roman wrestling than than WWE. Right. Right. So. That's my take on violence. So, so you don't have any issue with, yeah. So the kids see that they differentiate between the, what they're seeing on the screen and what they're what they're doing in real life. They yeah. understand, you know, I'm not a superhero. I can't bring him back to life once I smash him in. Exactly. The head. Yeah. 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 Now, our youngest though uh, is probably the most violent of our three children in that he will get angry and hit. He's endured the most. He's the well, youngest. Because I had two schools of thought on that. One is yes, because. Um, because he can get away with it because he's the youngest, right? If he hits his brother and his brother tells, right? you know, we don't say, hey, don't hit right away. And it's you know, terrible parenting on our parts. We really do need to work on this. We say, well, what were you doing right before he hit you? Right. Because we know he's not like, he wasn't, you know, playing Lego and then the other kid came in the room and he just socked him, <laughs> yeah. right? Like there's something. And then it's like we had to back up and go like, now don't hitting's wrong. But seriously, you were being an idiot and he hit you. Like, yeah. And I think maybe part of it is the youngest gets away with it because the older two, and they're great kids, and we love them. We love them to death. Uh, but you know how sometimes you do want to hit your kid? Right. And you never would no, because no. you're not a terrible person. But you you sometimes look at them and you go, oh, I understand this now. Your frustration red lines. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, if you were 10 years older, you would you would destroy me in a fight. So it's not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's... that's um. So you're fine with the, yeah, as long as it's in a fantasy kind of context. Yeah. And uh, cartoons, I mean, uh, I've, I've, they've seen cartoons where people's heads have been ripped off with blood and stuff. But cartoons, I, they're just so in another category. They're, yeah. I, when we first started watching Adventure Time, I mm-hmm. didn't know how, I pre-screened it. Yeah. I watched an episode and I set it aside for a bit and I was like, I don't know. I it's th- a weird violence in that, it isn't is. it? It is. And then I gave it a second go mm-hmm. and, uh. Yeah, then I, I warmed up to it, and yeah. I passed it by my wife, and yeah, we were like, okay. No, and then we saw also that is actually quite funny and does teach yes. lessons and stuff, but it's, yeah, it is. The cartoon stuff, I have a less of a difficult time mm-hmm. um, stomaching. Anything, you, you lent me a movie recently. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought nothing of. No. Yes. And yeah, we, my wife and I looked at each other a couple of times, and we were like, uh, is this appropriate for the, cause there is stuff, there's, there's violence in it that I was a little uncomfortable yes. with. Um, and th- sex adjacency. Yeah. Like why is there a strange woman in his ship waking up? 
Uh, my kids didn't blink at that. No. I, we don't and the make... Jackson Pollock reference? Yeah, they did not. <laughs> yeah. The... Yeah, most of it was fine. There mm-hmm. was bits of it I was like, eh. We weren't at the end of it. They enjoyed it. Right. The kids had a good time. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I had pre-screened it. I don't. I think I might have went. Ah, they're a little too young for this. I'll wait yeah. a couple of years. Um. Yeah, I. It's a. It's a hard one. I mean, we don't go watch that stuff at the theater. Right. Um. My kids don't get it from other people's houses mm-hmm. really, so it's generally when they see it it's because we've allowed it in and right. i think we just maybe put more pressure on ourselves to be a bit more cautious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean i think back i saw logic like a lot of age inappropriate stuff i think as a kid right um did it scar you or affect you no well yeah because that's a weird it, answer it, you say no yeah, it's, it's like in a, in a way i remember mm-hmm. seeing uh like kind of horror movies from the 70s and mm-hmm. stuff like too young and right. I, I didn't, that kind of, I left the room. I was like, oh, I don't want to, this mm-hmm. is freaking me out. Uh, I remember the first time at a friend's birthday, we watched uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And when that came out and I, we couldn't finish watching it. No. No. And I, you I did not sleep that night, I, did you? I was freaked out of my head uh-huh. and I was like 12. Uh-huh. And uh, that was the first movie that truly terrified me. Like, just to my core i we couldn't mm-hmm. watch it his dad went back to the video store rented uh as you ironically it's funny that you mentioned it what do you think he rented three stooges <laughs> came back with him three stooges all right some light fare we watched that one yeah what is this didn't enjoy oh, that. you know that that dad is feeling guilty as hell like oh they're 12 maybe i shouldn't have rented them nightmare on elm street he was a single dad so yeah yeah i think he maybe didn't he didn't pre-screen that so much. No, because when uh, the thing is, when you when you as a grown-up, you watch violent things and uh, and then you sort of pacify them in your mind over time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then you end up in awkward situations. Yeah, I know uh, this is uh, kind of related to Shelly because I met my wife when we were sixteen. We started dating when we were sixteen, right? And one of our first dates, I invited her over to my house to watch Halloween. It was on the movie channel. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, Halloween's a classic what Halloween. Like, I'd never seen it before. Yeah. Uh, it turns out there's a lot of sex in Halloween. There is. And there's a hot tub scene. And I'm sitting beside a 16-year-old girl. You know, this is our first, like, real dates for either of us. <laughs> and I keep turning to her and I go, I'm so sorry. I did not know the movie <laughs> was like this. I, I like you. I'm not, I don't think of you in that way. But, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I do because like I'm 16. It, but It wasn't your opening gambit. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look at her and go, eh? Eh? <laughs> Nothing bad comes of it, I swear. Let's just turn us yeah. off at the halfway point. <laughs> People don't pay the price for this. Yes. As they do in all movies from that era. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, so that was awkward. Uh, so I can remember that uh, being a child kind of at 16 and having funny. awkward age inappropriate material. Yeah. And I did, I had a thought like, how did my parents let me watch this too? Do they not know about this? Because huh. no. I don't think they, they did. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's weird. If, unless your parents grew up watching that stuff. But even if they did, you don't remember that, right? Like, especially because as special effects got better mm-hmm. uh, and so gore got worse. Yeah. You know, like in, in my mind, Save it, Saving Private Ryan is a much scarier movie uh, than Halloween. Yeah. Right, because it's a, a much more visceral violence it and it's realistic. Yeah, and so that's like that opening scene is oh, worse it's, than it's anything. Yeah, uh, and I would never let my kids watch that. No, you know I would let them watch Halloween before I would let right. them watch that. So because of the increasing quality of the gore, as you think of the things you saw as a kid, 
yeah. it, it becomes less scary in retrospect. It, yeah, I think yeah. so. I, my reaction to seeing that, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and being yeah. freaked out in my head, it, it took a little bit, probably weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I got completely obsessed with yep. horror movies. And I watched every horror movie I could get my hands on. And I'm I'm not a person who actually watches horror at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, 10 years ago, maybe, I watched The Odd One. I I watched everything. And it was just a way of getting over it and, yeah. and dealing with it. And yep. also recognizing it got me obsessed with movies. Right. Well, I was already obsessed with movies, but it, I got obsessed with that pocket of movies mm-hmm. for a little while. And yeah, it was just the, the ridiculousness of them. Yeah. kind of was comforting. And I got into the idea of special effects and the mm-hmm. idea of, you know, how is this made as a thing? So I got, it was yeah. educational in that way, I guess, because yeah. I got very in- interested in the mechanics of filmmaking, but um, more as a coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know that I regret seeing it, but, it wasn't the best thing mm-hmm. that said on, you know, shortly thereafter on my 12th birthday, I remember we watched uh, aliens too. Yeah. Cause that had come out and that seemed perfect. Yeah. That was cause it was so fantastical and ridiculous mm-hmm. in its own, a different way. Yeah. The violence didn't seem unsettling or too far. Not even with the burster, the chest burster. Uh, no, no, that I mean, was... It was, it was horrible, but it was yeah. so ridiculous. Like it was at another, le- it was cartoony right. almost. Right. Uh, and so detached from reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, yeah, it, I, and my parents didn't seem to have a problem with that either. Yeah. Again, at 12, I don't know. I, I think I'd be. 12 is a tough age to yeah. prescri- prescribe as I spit exactly. into the mic yeah. what your children will watch because it is. Uh, it's one of those things. Could you say, no, you can't watch that. But they're going to. Yeah, exactly. And, and nowadays, find especially, this is the other oh. problem. I mean. Because you've got the internet. Trying to screen stuff. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's more like, uh having a frank conversation of saying why it's not appropriate, mm-hmm. maybe saying, well, there's some stuff in it that might, you might find a little bit disturbing. Like, how about we wait a little while? Yeah. Uh, again, that might just cause them to run and watch it, but yeah, my kids really sent, he gets freaked out still with, um, we were watching old doctor who mm-hmm. and the sound, uh, yeah. freaked him. Like he, he was getting, he just jumped and it was like, this is like Tom Baker, doctor who. Yeah. Uh, we won't let them near the new stuff yet. Yeah. I mean, they've watched most of the old stuff and the Sarah Jane stuff and they, they love it. But the five-year-old, she has a, she, she would watch horror movies. I think if yes. we let her like she, she'll watch anything. Yeah. My son's kind of, yeah, a little bit timid, but I remember you were telling me about your yeah, my, son. My youngest, sound. my six-year-old, uh, he has, he doesn't have a problem with the level of violence that he's seen. Like that's, you know, he, he has a great understanding of fantasy and reality. Um, but music, like he's he's a very musical kid mm-hmm. as it is. So when there's dramatic music, like the 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 long strings, you know, like the something's about to happen music, yeah. he just gets up and runs out of the room. He huh. can't handle it. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, like, you know, once upon a time where something actually, they're trying to make it scary, even though I'm so over that show. But anyway, yeah. they're trying to make it seem scarier than it is. Or, uh, you know, like we'll be flipping through the channels and like it's a Gilmore Girls conversation between the mother and daughter. But it's dramatic. And, the, you know, the strings start up and he starts running. He just, he cannot deal it. The, uh, the Marvel movies, he leaves the room whenever the music gets real. epic. I think so. I think he just feels the music so much the, that the, it, it the, heightens everything, and which the, is why they do the music. Somewhere there's a film composer going, yes, yes. I got him. That's a, their target audience. Is Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't, he has no context for the music. He can't. You know, even if it's a, you know, like a fast food commercial where they're somebody is about to take the last fry, like when they're using the dramatic music 
to underscore how non-tense the situation is. Yeah, yeah. But they're juxtaposing the tense music. Yeah, it gets them every single time. I think if I could just play it on my phone, if I like, you know, if he wasn't getting out of bed quick enough, I could just play it right by his bed and he would be he gone. He just come running. Yeah. He'd be freaked so, out of his mind. Uh, so that's a plan. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, so the music gets him every time. But he, like I say, he does understand the difference between fantasy and reality, uh, which is key, I yeah. think, to being able to interpret what you're watching. So what does the research tell us about all of this? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, well, in terms of fantasy and reality, uh, the uh, uh, University of Virginia uh, did a study of about 400 children between the ages of three to, and six. And they uh, were trying to figure out um, whether they could tell the difference between fantasy and reality and at what age they could start to tell hmm. the difference. Uh, it was a pretty cool experiment because uh, that's a, you know, how do you test that concept? Yeah. Right? Uh, so what they did is they, uh, they threw some fake words into sentences um, to try to figure out if the kids could figure out if it was, if the fake thing they were talking about was real or imagined. Hmm. Uh, and so they would say something like, Doctors use hercs to make medicine for others. Uh, or they'd say fairies use hercs to make fairy dust. And they found that, the, that when the children heard the new words uh, in a scientific context, right. they were more likely to believe the, world's represented, the words represented real things. And when they hear it in a fantasy context, uh, they would uh, th say the words didn't mean anything. Right. right. You know, that they weren't a real world word. My kids have participated in a study that was very similar to that. Yeah. It might have been... Uh, it could have been they were trying to reproduce results. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Some grad students. We submit our kids to psychological testing. Yes. Of the uh, volunteer kind. Yes. To help out grad students figure these things out or explore those mm -hmm. ideas, which I think is a good thing to do. Yeah. But it, it was interesting because I remember they came, uh, the researcher came out and explained that one. It was like, oh, wow. So that's how you would go about testing that idea. Yeah, because right, I can't even conceive of, yeah. Because it, it's, it's, it's not a concrete thing. No. Right. Uh, but then I wonder, are they, do they actually define when um, p kids can tell the difference between fantasy and reality or when kids have defined fairies as not real? Right. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, uh, it's tough. I, mm -hmm. I, I think hitting at it a lot of different ways. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't, I, I often, I have very mixed feelings about, we've done it probably, you know, around less just under a dozen times probably mm -hmm. we've gone out to do you know lend them our kids for a little bit and here's my kids brains yep and i i'm not skeptical but i'm often i kind of have that feeling like i don't know if this research is is that really gonna mm -hmm. give you any results like i don't know and it's i'm glad they do it all of these things to figure that out yeah um but yeah, you realize how difficult it is to come to these conclusions mm -hmm. and you kind of go, whoa, okay. So when you read stuff in the paper, you have a lot more skepticism. Yeah. Like when they say three out of 10, blah, 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 you're like, really? Yeah. What is, what does that mean? Well, that's, yeah. Cause as we were researching this, I found uh, lots of references to like eight out of 10 scientists say watching violent images makes children more violent. Yeah. But no attribution to that eight out of ten number anywhere. There wasn't uh, a single article that was like, "Here's the ten studies we're referring to," or "Here's the body of work," or anything right. like that. It's just it's one of those accepted like humans. You only use one tenth of your brain. No, we we use a hundred percent of our brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no it's, one tenth it's anywhere. Like a apocryphal kind of yeah weird. It gets reported by this media outlet, yeah. so then this media outlet picks it up, and, and on and on. And, and then on. the other problem I think we've touched on before is that media 
they don't they're not they don't have science people generally on staff and they no. don't know how to read statistics no so if true. they read a research paper unless the research people were very good at part like breaking it down for mm-hmm. the media and saying hey media here's your sound bite mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna misread it yeah and it'll be like oh yeah but the sample group was like 10 people yeah exactly <laughs> it didn't get past an ethics board um yeah so it's it's hard the the science on all of this is still hard yeah. to figure out um and uh well they have i mean you know on the on the upside they've been studying violence on tv since before the 80s right but yeah <laughs> what techniques were they using what was the population yeah. were they were they pre-screening the people that yeah. they studied in this you know probably not yeah uh, however because they've been doing it for a long time um they have now been able to study the adults hmm. that they were studying as children uh, to see and I mean they they do come to conclusions uh, like uh, there is a there was a couple psychologists uh, L. Raoul Hussman and Leonard Enron and they observed children in the 80s and then they uh, were able to continue observing them on into adulthood and they found that the ones who watched a lot of TV violence when they were 8 years old were more likely to be arrested and prosecuted for criminal acts as adults hmm was that just because they've been watching like CSI and they learned stuff? Yeah, I wonder like, that. Was the educational quality of the programming? Uh, which, by the way, this is a totally unrelated point, but C- CSI has ruined criminal law. I can and, and those shows and Law and Order have ruined criminal law <laughs> because jurors have been raised on those uh, shows and they expect the prosecutor to produce that one uh, piece of evidence that definitively proves and ties up the episode. Gun. Exactly. And most crime doesn't have a smoking no. gun. Right. It's it's mostly circumstantial. And the other problem is uh, scientific um, uh, people who do scientific testimony can't say things like it was them. Right. They can say things like probability. Yes. uh, Out of a population of uh, 40 million people. There's a, you know, one in three billion chance that uh, it's somebody it could would be somebody else. Use your CSI words, doctor. Yeah. None of this. None of this. We found go. your DNA at the crime scene. You can't say that. Yeah. You can say we found DNA that, that through statistical analysis would be extremely unlikely to be anyone else's right. DNA until it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Way to way to go, television. Not only has your violence made our children more likely to commit violent acts, but you've also made it so they're more likely to get away with those acts. Grr. Oh, television mad max future uh, luckily podcasts have never heard anyone no uh yeah so uh there was a big study in 1982 by the national institute of mental health and they identified three major effects of seeing violence on tv they said children may become less sensitive to pain and suffering of others hmm. children may be more fearful of the world around them and children may be more likely to behave in aggressive or harmful ways towards others now, they always have to say may, mm-hmm. because when you're studying children, you're not studying fully formed brains. Right, exactly. So the fact that this group of children turned out to be violent, is that because of the fact they watched violence or because of the fact that they were going to turn out to be violent? Well, it's interesting as a, a kind of uh, inverse of this, uh, Steven Pinker in his yeah. book, uh, Better Angels of Our Nature, I want to say it's called. Okay. I read it a while ago. The uh, one of the theories behind uh, the possible reason why humanity has become as a whole less violent 
I mean, that's his thesis, yeah. and I think he argues it quite well. It's it's a great book. Um, All of his books are great books. Yeah. First off, that's and but one of his big ideas is that uh, the rise in literacy may have led to an increased uh, empathy. Mm. Uh, so people became more empathetic to the suffering of others, which may have contributed to us being less cruel as a people. I mean, right. when you look at medieval times and you look yeah. at torture, and you, I mean, people are have a cap, uh, incredible capacity for horribleness as. Uh, Game of Thrones would remind us. Yes, you know, like that. Uh, that kind of yeah, also not a show appropriate for children. No, I think you're using science, and then you throw Game of Thrones well, in. Like, I think that people can visualize that. I think that's yes. a good visual reference where people yes. go, "Oh, right." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe the times were like that, and yeah. with dragons too. I, I remember that castration scene. Yes. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Skip the dragons bit. <laughs> Yes, that's the unrealistic part. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Otherwise, Middle Ages, just like <laughs> that. Thank you, George R. R. Martin, uh, historian at large. Yeah, I would also argue that um, our increased lifespan has led to more empathy. Right. You know, because if you commit a horrific act, you have to live with that There's horrific act for longer. Yeah. Right. When if you're 30 and you're going to die in the next two years anyway. Yeah. Right. Or you're 25 and you're going to die in the next two years anyway. You know, who cares what you did? I think it was, you know, that idea that we internalize mm -hmm. uh, morality. And so yes. that idea that if we read about it, it'll make us understand the logist, like the, those feelings. We'll have run through yes. it through the form of a book. So, you know, the opposite being that if you watch uh, violent things mm -hmm. be played out, you might internalize those through the process of engaging it. Right. And then become, you know, whatever, I guess, more numb to it or more. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was just thinking about that. That research, it seems that it could go both ways. Yeah. Or may have, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there, there's validity to it, as you say, with a little kid's brain. Who knows? Yeah. And and the sample sizes tend to be small. Yeah. Right? You know? So until they can do a study where they can take a huge population and monitor everything they see yeah. all the time. We'll subject a lot of kids to a lot of violent media. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's us us not being scientists. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to yeah, I don't I think it, again as a parent, I I don't I'm not a particularly uh prude or you know, a conservative person, but I feel like I have an obligation maybe to as a parent just be cautious. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably more than anything what we exhibit as parents right just caution like yeah we, we don't want we don't want to screw them up inadvertently and i don't see a reason to rush into a lot of this stuff right except in as much as you know other friends and kids are being exposed to this like like the superhero stuff to yeah. me it seems it's insane that kids are watching this stuff uh so young but then all the kids are watching that mm -hmm. stuff so young. I mean, I what are the age ratings of most of those movies even? Well, they're PG. Yeah. But I mean, the I mean ratings. The ratings uh, board is yeah, ridiculous it in is. and of itself. I agree with that. The fact that they're made by Disney. Well, it's largely the, the disparity between sex and violence ratings are insane. Yes. That's the big. You're like, oh, oh my goodness, we saw somebody's breast. That must be an R-rated movie. Yeah. Not a. Uh, yeah, and, and the fact that those ratings have evolved so much over time like what was an r movie is now a pg movie oh, what, look at look at the pg, PG look at the pg comedies from the 80s yeah. and they have way more sex and violence yeah it's particularly sex 
and just you know the the viewpoint towards women is just terrible oh, it's in horrible. them. Yeah, it's like oh they're an object that comes on screen to be naked and oh. then and then made fun of and left. Okay, Re- Revenge of the Nerds kind of. Yeah, those kind of things. Of... Now that wasn't our though. <laughs> that oh, that's true. That was. But it? that's because they went below the the parallel. That's right. <laughs> they went I below the equator that. on that one. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, cause that would be what got you an R, but you could have, you know, 30 pairs of breasts and be a PG still, right? you know, like meatballs. Right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. nowadays, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. We've gotten more prudish towards sex, but then the violence, it's, we pulled all the stops. It's just like, oh yeah, no. Yeah. When, and the, because the, the dollars involved in being a PG movie over an R movie right. are so huge. It's true. Um, then like the, the, the studios know what they're doing too. They'll submit a cut that's terrible. Right. With so much violence, they'll down. take three scenes out yeah. and be like, okay, you win. Give us our PG. And yeah. they're like, haha, we won. There's their PG. Yeah. And it's like, what, how does that even? No. Yeah. Yeah. So and the fact is, yeah, it's parents and people giving like the, the anyway. Yeah. The whole advisory board system yeah. is screwy. But, yeah. you know, that said, I think we use our own common sense as parents to, mm-hmm. to think, okay, what I guess we feel out what's appropriate what we feel is just generally appropriate, what their comfort level is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if, you know, my kid expressed discomfort with old Doctor Who. Yes, I went, watching. We don't, well, we we continued watching, but we were just tiptoeing through the old stuff and I won't let him near the stuff that gets scary. Yeah. Like we talk about, um, there was a Star Trek episode in the early ones where there was a, uh, a creature and he, it freaked him out. And then I was, I looked it up. I was like, here's the lady that, starred as the creature right you know here's a picture of her she dressed up in makeup and suit mm-hmm. and, you know that was years ago but it was having those conversations and yeah. really talking about it all helps yeah definitely uh, and that's yeah i try to be clear with my kids as well you can't throw a man through a windshield it, yeah it will sever his spine exactly <laughs> exactly if you jump off a building you will fall you can't get hit with a large metal object in the head it will fracture your yes neck. it that that kind of stuff does bother me a little bit. Mm-hmm. The uh, gong, somebody hit in the face with a giant. Like, no, he his it's fractured most of his face. He's probably dead. Not g- shake it up, get up, uh-huh. and continue. That annoys me because if it was played out as reality, like hey, that's okay. That's what would happen. Not that you can play like that and it's okay. Yeah, but in reality, if you poke someone in the eye with your fingers, they could go blind. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. And yeah, it's that is so, and that's three stooges, right? It is. Yeah. And I we had a conversation about that. Yes. Cause it was you which, which by the way, you, you don't never you, do that to your You know sister. how that move got into the TV show? Huh. Uh they were playing poker one day when yeah. they were still in vaudeville. Okay. Doing the vaudeville circuit. And uh one of the stooges thought the other one was cheating and poked his eyes what? with his fingers. <laughs> and the other guy thought it was hilarious. And uh-huh. so let's make that part of the act. Right. And once the uh his uh, corneal uh, abrasions healed. I, <laughs> ah, I don't even. Not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Physical humor. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, I, so I agree. You have to. I don't. I wonder if I'm lax with what I consider appropriate because I am my father's t- son as well. Because hmm. I know that um, I watched once uh, Basic Instinct with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> when it what came out on VHS, because like, my dad went and picked a movie, ninety or something. Ah, it's got to be around then, nineteen ninety, ninety two, maybe like eight. 
no, uh, I'm going to say like 12-ish. Okay. <laughs> Does that sound right? That sounds entirely yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I guess my mom was not aware of the movie. Uh, I don't know. But I, I like distinctly remember they the box, were on one couch. I was on another it couch. Look sexy. No. I don't know. And I don't even know why I would even want to watch the movie. I don't think I knew anything about it. I'm like, oh, a crime thriller. That could be good, right? <laughs> And so we're watching the movie, we're watching the movie, and then, of course, scenes happen, and I'm like, oh, my God. Can't erase. My parents are right there. And I'm, like, trying to shrink down smaller on the couch, oh, and it's like... If, and they weren't phased by If they it. don't acknowledge... I think they were having a very similar reaction. My dad was probably like, oh, this is awesome, because my dad is... is my dad. <laughs> I love him. He's fantastic, but he is in his own world often. So I'm sure he was like, oh, this is awesome, and, like, forgot other people were around to begin right. with. Uh, but my mom's reaction was probably, I, I imagine, I've never talked to her about this, but I'm sure it was exactly the same of mine, which is like, this isn't happening. There's nobody else here. Uh, everything is fine. We just went to our happy place. Therapy bills. Yeah. To see. Yeah. yeah. But there was no like, um, maybe we should turn this off until Jeff leaves the room. There's nothing. So did that, did that have a lasting effect on you or did it? The awkwardness. Yeah. The movie itself, like whatever. Yeah. Well, you know? do you, and was there anything yeah, ever that had an impact? The internet on already existed by then too. So. Ah, right. Even <laughs> for, yeah. So that's, that's a big yeah. contender in this conversation mm-hmm. kind of looming. Yeah. Is, is that internet? And yeah. I, I, you can't protect them from that, but definitely it's the same conversation of, be very careful yeah. what you click on because you can't erase it. Yeah, the, the you can't unring a bell conversation yeah. has has come up. Yeah. Uh, and it has to, yeah. It has to. It's, there's just... Because you remember what you were like when you were younger oh, and the internet yeah. existed. And that was actually, that was then. Actually, I don't because I wasn't that young when the internet existed. Oh, that's a good point. You are old. I wasn't... No, I was just at the weird... I was too... I thankfully passed through my teenage years. Right. So I was at the tail end. No, right in the wheelhouse from the BBS years on up, yeah. looking at CGA pictures of nudity. Yeah, and that's like, yeah, it's, that's you true. Know. There was a lot of trouble to be had. Yeah, I didn't have access to it. Yeah. I had a friend that, that did, but he didn't go, he, he used it for gaming. Yeah. He didn't get into it for CD purposes or that he would show us. I think because I had an older brother, maybe. Uh, that might be, that might have been a thing. Totally. I don't know. But um, it's tough because I look on some of that as like formative development things. Yeah. But I also look at the internet as it exists today and I think, oh, this is a horrible And maybe that's just, maybe this is old man syndrome. It, you know, you look at it uh, every new thing and you think, oh, it was never that bad when I was I think if you took the internet today and put it in magazine form and said back in, you know, the eighties, would this be appropriate to show a child? You'd be like, This isn't appropriate to show a human. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. I think there's just yeah, there's I don't have a problem with like nudity, things like yeah. that. Our kids, I if that pops up in a show, we don't have an issue with that. Yeah, you, that's a body. That's sort of we're very Canadian. Yeah, it's very. I do find that the Canadian attitudes towards sex it's more Scandinavian. Or uh, European yeah, more than, Scandinavian or European as opposed to the American attitudes towards sex, which is a little bit more. They would brutalized. rather they would rather watch a movie with someone being decapitated. Yeah. than with with nudity. And not to say that's all American. No, no, that's that's the, that's the rating sensibility. Exactly the 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 the, the yeah general consensus not an individual yeah. basis yeah but yeah I, th- I do think we're a bit more lax about yeah it. and and, and there's prudish canadians too course language yeah oh absolutely yeah course language is a really weird thing in canada like like you can get away with swearing and drinking yeah are two things that i think canadians identify themselves <laughs> with quite possibly yeah and so 
so um, I part of it, I think that's why there's so many Canadian standups <laughs> swearing and drinking. It, I mean, that's very, very probable. But uh, yeah, it's it's there's weird lax attitudes towards underage drinking and towards swearing. I don't swear a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm you know, well, I do around adults. I yeah. have a, a terrible mouth. I don't even know how we do this podcast without having to edit the heck out of it because yeah, but I, around kids, I'm very careful. And mm-hmm. uh, if I ever do slip, my kid is quick to tell me how yeah. much it hurts and upsets him that yeah, I said. Yeah, my, my oldest the same, are bad. the same thing. And I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's internal. I don't get it it's, either. It's interesting. I'm, I have to pull. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, like, because it, it really upsets him. Mm-hmm. So I know I, I have conversations with my oldest where I'm like, sometimes that is the appropriate word. Like, <laughs> sometimes that's the word. The amount of pain I'm in reduces my vocabulary to three words pain or just a situation it's like look there's it that's what you got to call this situation yeah. like i'm using this word in context right i'm not just picking it out of the air yeah so um but then i have i definitely have more lax <laughs> ideas around language than yeah than even violent tv so <laughs> so yeah i i think it it really comes down to violence for me then mm-hmm. it is i'm not i mean the sexuality i think i'd be a little bit more cautious about like nudity is different yeah nudity is not sex so exactly i think we have that division uh with sex yeah my kid gets embarrassed at what's going on right now in uh, harry potter book six mm. since book five oh it's so he cute started adorable. getting embarrassed that's so he, cute he, just, he, he just gets the weird did you have to turn him and explain to him that snogging means kissing uh no I got he got that yeah okay. <laughs> he definitely we that's because I think I we think... literally just last night just read that oh, I love that that's, yeah. that whole section is so well is, written Ron is busy making out yeah. with uh, whatever Violet or uh, no, what's her name I don't know, whatever Lavender Lavender, Lavender Brown there you literally go. just read it last night I read it four uh, years ago and I'm pulling the name out that's wrong yeah those are on so many levels. Uh, that whole section is so well written though. It's, first off, like she really captures the emotions oh, totally. the, that Harry's jealousy is yeah. so just on the surface. And see, to me, that's a good way of introducing a kid yeah. to something because he, he's having to deal with his embarrassment and mm-hmm. his discomfort, but that's at an appropriate way. Well, and he's relating to a character who's dealing with his yeah. embarrassment and discomfort. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't just put in, oh, you know, it's not walking into a video of people like making out. Right, like that that would be more traumatizing to him, I think, or more kind of like like disgusting. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, kind of working through the information on an emotional level at, in an appropriate yeah. and kind of gradational way, it seems that's I think ultimately what I'm yeah. trying to do with parenting is like not say, hey, here's the decapitation scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like turn up that volume a little bit to allow more of the outside stuff yeah. in slowly. And then the Harry Potter series itself is a great. Oh, barometer for that because uh, the books do go from so glossy and light mm-hmm. uh, and innocent it starts out yeah um yeah and and, and glosses over things that yeah. should be lost over then and he becomes a young man yeah and then it, it gets uh more detailed i guess we're, we're and then and then later when you're done the series you can go online and read the fan fiction which oh, continues <laughs> continues that trend towards <laughs> deprivation and terribleness, but uh, that's a different. I'm too busy with my One Direction fanfiction, yeah. Jeff. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't break up your One Direction fanfiction? <laughs> it's my fanfiction. <laughs> it's same with Adventure Time. It has the yeah. same vibe. Where you know, it's funny because Adventure Time doesn't really do like kissing and stuff. No, but they but do it deals with so like well. it deals with the emotions of I want to kiss her yeah, so bad. That's it. And uh, and I think that's they do such a great job capturing that feeling which I remember all too well yeah. from most of my childhood 
of like, oh, I really like that girl and I'd like to do something, but she doesn't know that I exist exactly. and won't talk to me. It, yeah. it could be hugging or holding hands, but even that. Or staying and standing in the same room. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> them. Oh my goodness, our shoulders are bumping. Yes. So I don't know, you know, going using that as a great uh, mm-hmm. a barometer for things. I don't know kind of where to go next. Like she did a great job of taking us up to that awkwardness, but you know, he's turning eight. Yeah. And so, okay, well, what's the next step? And I think that's the hard part as parents. We often mm-hmm. don't know. You can't rely on the ratings boards. You can't rely on these outside sources as easily to tell yeah. you what's going to work for your kid. So I want to, I think that's where I'm, I'm trying to find those baby steps for him mm-hmm. and not to, you know, cloister him and keep him away from everything. Yeah. Cause that would be detrimental. Yeah. But do it in a way that's, yeah, ramps up slow mm-hmm. and lets him find his comfort zone in all of that. So I don't know what yeah. that is. Yeah. I think it's about giving them the tools to deal with what they see yeah and to understand that it's okay to turn something off if it's goes too far too fast yeah you know you don't have to consume it just because it's in front of you you don't have to consume it. just because your friends are watching it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you necessarily should and you can pick up what they're talking about yeah you don't need you don't need to have seen it to talk about it as well that's another survival skill for children right exactly uh and yes um that kid that's talking about playing call of duty um you don't ever have to <laughs> no. participate in the murder simulations. And that's yeah, that's another big one. I do vet all the video games that go through. Yeah, even more so than yeah, on video games. I'm I'm much 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 more um, limiting well, in what they can do. They are becoming the other by playing a video yeah. game. They they're the main character. That's the thing. Even though it's fantasy, it's so visceral. So yeah. like they, I, my kids haven't even seen a first person shooter, let alone played one. Because no, my kid knows they exist. Yeah, he's his. I think his cousin was playing one. Yeah, and, a, a and same, people talk about it at school age. too, right? You're like, are yeah, you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> like Grand Theft Auto is not for seven year olds. My kids have played Portal because there's the violence is against robots in that, right? So. <laughs> yeah, I think like Dungeon Defenders, Portal, yeah. that kind of stuff. Where exactly, it's kind of contextually a lot. It, it's mm-hmm. the same ideas, but it's not like somebody blowing somebody else. But even if Halo is sort of in that aliens range, yeah. uh, it's still, it's you're too... still looking through your eyes shooting a gun, and that's a different... Yeah. And I, maybe that's just very Canadian of us. Well, I don't I know. I think we're not into military simulations. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that w- it's as much interest. I know it's not for us in our house. We, yeah. we've, well, we do the fantasy stuff, but yep. that's closer to being like D&D than it is you yeah. know, a military and you, simulator. And you play a military war game. Yeah, I would. Um, but, as a board game, but yeah. not a... Yeah, but, and even then, I, like, I think my wife was, yeah, a little bit more like, yeah, why would we want to play mm-hmm. uh, military? Like, we would play fantasy monster crawlers yeah. before we would get into that stuff, I think. Right. Just because, again, the thematically, mm-hmm. it's, it's more neutral, almost, because it's not unreal, as opposed yes. to simulating something that is, you know, people really die. Yeah. That's a horrible thing. So... It's anyway, yeah. It's it. It's important to lead to those conversations instead of just skipping over them. And yes, <laughs> trauma. Yeah. Oops. I guess I messed them up. Let's change the channel. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the fact that we worry about these things is a good sign. I think mm-hmm. as a you know as a listener or parent, you hopefully that I think we all have we don't have the answers, but we all have these internal conversations, yeah. and we hopefully have them with our spouses and. I think that's the important part is that we're conscious about it and trying mm-hmm. our best to not make a disaster. Yep. You, it's going to happen. Your, your kid's going to see Nightmare on Elm Street at a sleepover or the modern yep. version thereof. So, yeah. No, that's true. You can't protect them from everything. No. So like I say, it's about giving them... Preparing them. 
as many tools as you can. Yeah. So that hopefully, yeah, they survive. Looking between from between your fingers is still looking. Yes. <laughs> and it, it doesn't. It's not less scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there any other media that we didn't? We kind of touched on video games and we touched on the internet. And, the internet scares us yeah, the most. Video yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think we've. Well, tell you what, we certainly didn't come up with any answers in no, this. No, I think I've... So, well, we, so to sum up... We started with some data and we walked into a black hole. To sum up, uh, scientists are convinced that watching violent images may or may not affect your children's uh, outcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, just know that if they do get arrested for violent crime in the future, it's because you let them watch that, uh, I don't know, episode of Police Academy <laughs> before they were able to. Yeah. Uh, so we got that going for us. Believe the hype that you can't believe the hype. Yes. I think that's where we can leave off. Yeah, just know your children and do your do your best. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. And first-person shooters are never appropriate for seven-year-olds. I think that can be... I think uh, speaking as a, someone who has a wife that's a teacher... Um, I think she would think the world's a better place if those games yeah. did not exist for small children. I if you're so. if you're a twenty something, you want to play, go nuts, knock yourself out. Yeah, please, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Am I just a terrible person now, Jeff? With you all do my, all my you, violent talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many reasons not to like twenty year olds as a as a middle aged parent. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's a whole other. That's a, yeah. Let's leave the let's leave other people's youth out of it. Yeah. For our youth, yeah, just do your best and let us know if you know what's uh, what's the next step after Harry Potter. Mm. What's a good uh, What's a good way for us to introduce our kids to more of the grown up world as they get yeah. older? What's the baby steps that you kind of allowed into yeah. your kids' lives? Kind of curious where yeah, how other people deal with all of this. Yeah, so you can comment on the podcast at our website breakingdads.com. 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 Perfect. Uh, or we have Twitter. We do have Twitter at Break Dads. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty quiet. It's both of us, and so it's it's more more confusing. Yeah, and half as effective. It's fantastic, but it exists as a thing, it and we does. we will if you if you talk to us, we will talk back. Yeah, let us know though. Yeah, very curious. Uh, until next time, I'm James, and I'm Jeff. 